Welcome to season two of the Small Town Big Dreams podcast. Hi, I'm Becky Waples, and this is the podcast that celebrates small town creators and shares their stories. Each week, we dive into each creator's journey, from their background to where they found their courage, from their challenges to their wins, where they found their inspiration to how they took their first step. I cannot wait to chat, laugh, and inspire the next small town creator with each of my guests. If you are inspired by small town creators who turn their big dreams into reality, then this is the podcast for you. Please rate and subscribe to all upcoming episodes. Please follow on Instagram and Facebook and always feel free to leave a message or comment to let me know what you'd like to hear or who you'd like to hear from. This little passion project is turning into quite the adventure and I'm so glad you've come along for the ride. Thank you from the bottom of this small town creator's big heart. Let's grow together. Good morning. Thank you for listening to Small Town's Big Dreams podcast. Today's guest is Janelle Bannon. Janelle is the dedicated business development coordinator with the Corporation of the County of Bruce. Did I say that right? Or you can just say Bruce County. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. I met you, Janelle, through the Business to Bruce program when I inquired about the services that are offered to help me with my small business, um, which more details will come soon, not today. (laughs) I invited, or actually, we kind of discussed it together about you coming today because I have a dream that my listeners who are interested in becoming small business owners and creators, which is the goal, that's my target audience, I want them to know what resources are available to them. Now, I know that you are specific to Bruce County, but wherever you are, I think that this is a good insight into what your local government is doing to help the local entrepreneurs become successful. Does that... Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we operate what is known as our region's small business enterprise center, and those exist ac- across Ontario. So whether you're in Bray County, Huron County, or you're in the city of Toronto, these resources exist across the province. Right. Now, <clears throat> you're here to give insight and provide tools and resources that can help us turn our big dreams into reality. And you're also going to give us some details on the services, grants, and programs offered by Bruce County. But before we get started, I wanted to know a little bit more about you specifically. Certainly. So again, my name is Janelle Bannon, and I'm the business development coordinator for Business to Bruce, which is our our business enterprise center that's operated by Bruce County. I live in King Carden. I moved here about eight years ago. I've kind of lived all over Ontario, but this is the place now that I've decided is my home, and I don't plan on moving again. I absolutely love the area. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Kettle and Stony Point, First Nation, um, and that's just about, I'd say, 15 minutes south of Grand Bend. Okay. Uh, So I've always kind of lived in a lakeside community. From there, I went to school in London. I've lived in North Bay for school, and I also moved to Kenora prior to moving here. So like I said, this is it. I'm not moving again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever owned a small business? I haven't. No, okay. Um. And I know this is supposed to be inspirational, but I'm going to tell you my story. Yeah. So I kind of grew up always having a real interest in fashion, particularly like sustainable fashion, which is a a thing that's, you know, really popular. It's a big topic right now. But I've always loved thrifting. So when I was growing up, I had this dream of having my own clothing store. And from there, I took fashion merchandising and marketing at Fanshawe College with this dream that I was going to have my own store at the end of it, that my whole education was around that. But then when I got out of college, I started managing a Reitman's location. And I kind of quickly realized that when you're working for a chain, 
you don't really get any opportunities to make decisions or learn the business because everything is dictated to you. So, you know, what's on display in the front window or how many hours you can be open, all of those things are dictated to you. So I wasn't really learning a lot about um, retailing at that point. And then just through another opportunity, I was volunteering with Junior Achievement, which is a, a program that's designed to promote youth entrepreneurship. I came into contact with a, a business consultant who writes business plans and helps people develop businesses. Mm -hmm. And I just started working for him. So I kind of moved to this other side of the table. Right. Right. And so what makes you passionate about helping small businesses? I think that it's not necessarily about helping small businesses. That's certainly a part of it. And it's certainly a thing I've found. I feel like I found my place, but I think I'm really just more passionate about all the different people I get to meet. Right. Okay. So when you're talking about entrepreneurs, it's a really diverse kind of economic community that we have in Bruce County. Mm -hmm. And I love the opportunity to meet new people every day and have discussions about the you know, not just their life, but who they are and what their goals are and actually have things that I can link them to to help them. Right. Yeah. And how many businesses do you think you help a year? I think um, I don't have those numbers right off the top of my head, but this year alone, we're getting close to having done 300 individual one-on-one -on -one consultations with businesses that are either just kind of exploring the idea of entrepreneurship or maybe they're in a startup phase. Right. Or maybe they're looking to expand. And that's like the last 12 months. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. And I've been I've been working for the county for this is my sixth year. Okay. So over the course of the years, I've met a lot of people. That is very cool. Yeah. And I really wanted you to come here because I think that you're going to give good insights about what makes a successful entrepreneur. Um, what uh, qualities that entrepreneurs have in common is this like something that you see a lot of or is like everybody different I would say everyone is very different the reasons for starting a business are really diverse so everyone's got a different motivation but one trait that I see across the board is that these are people that are passionate about something and that passion allows them to take that risk right so when you are starting a business there's a lot of unknowns right so you have to be the kind of individual that is willing to accept those unknowns. You never know what your day is going to look mm -hmm. like when you're an entrepreneur. Um, so I think that just having that ability to put yourself out there, that's something I see across the board for sure. Right. As the business development coordinator, um, what specific? let's just discuss the specific services that the County of Bruce offers local entrepreneurs. Where should I start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think, first of all, the one thing that I really want to put out there is that when you are looking to start a business, there's a lot of research to be done. Mm -hmm. So you can get online and there is vast resources and information. But by booking, say, a, a, a consultation with myself, what I do is I work with that client to understand who they are, what their business goals are. And then I help them to link to the proper resources. So you're not scrolling endlessly and endlessly through internet pages trying to find the key information. Right. So I really, I work to target the information that they need and get them to the right place. So we have that, those one-on-one -on -one consultations is a core part of what we do. So in addition to myself, we also have two staff members that are more specialized 
and can offer more specialized uh, consultations. One, we have Christina Tennyson. So she handles consultations based on workforce issues. So for example, if you're looking to expand or you're having trouble recruiting people or you're looking for human resource resources um, to help manage your current staff, we have someone who can work with you on that. We also have Lindsay Glazier who does consultations specifically on marketing. Okay. So once someone has a basic understanding of marketing, they understand kind of how they want to market and who they want to market to, mm -hmm. she can work to develop more of a strategy behind it. Okay. So we've got a really diverse and specialized staff to assist in these consultations. Right. I did have an interview with Niv. She is a... The baker. Uh, the baker. Yes. And Niv she, with her whisk. Yes. Yes. And she uh, mentioned that she came to you guys right away because she was like, if I want to own a home bakery, how do I... What do I need? Like uh, um, health inspector, insurance and everything. So you, so she was the one who said, I called Janelle and I asked her right away, what do I need? And then you gave her all those kind of resources. And that's exactly what I was thinking. Instead of her just constantly like doom scrolling on Google and getting too many answers and maybe not specific to Bruce County, you could get an answer. And then I'm guessing Perth County probably has something different. That's right. So Within Bruce County, there's actually eight different municipalities. And within each municipality, there's different rules and permits and bylaws that you need to consider when you're starting a business. Right. So I can also link you to that information and kind of help people to navigate what those regulations are based on their own community. Because it's all different. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a lot of knowledge that you have up in there. And it's not that I know it all. It's that I know the people where, to talk to. And where to find it. Right. So we eliminate what you had called that doom scrolling. Yeah. I try to eliminate that. And then, so we kind of covered it. But when should a company call you? Like if I have an idea, should I call you? Or if I have a name, should I call you? Or do I need to have a business plan to call you? No. You don't okay. need to have any of those things. All you need really to call us is to have an idea and some you know, motivation to follow through with with our right. discussions. So we frequently meet with people that are just what we call exploring entre entrepreneurship. So maybe they have an idea, um, but they're looking how to, you know, bring more to that idea and develop a plan to actually get started. And do you have business plan help? Like if I help to write my business plan? Absolutely. Okay. So um, we have a number of programs which we'll discuss to help you build that business plan. I think that's a big actual hurdle for a lot of people because when they hear business plan, mm -hmm. I think people think that it needs to be a big, complicated, right. written document that's very formal. And it doesn't have to be like that. Many people like to do that sort of plan, but that is not everyone's cup of tea. Right. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs actually have an entire business plan, but it's all in their head. So we work with you to try to get some of those ideas down on paper and I work with clients to kind of review it and make sure that they've considered everything. Right. Because when you're thinking about starting a business, you may not have people within your network to talk to. You may be talking to people who are instantly skeptical of your idea and they don't have faith in you. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, you might be talking to someone who is going to tell you what you want to hear, that it's a great idea and they think it's great and it's going to be so successful. But I work to be an objective person and really look at the facts and help people develop that that plan and validate their idea. Okay. Because when you're starting a business, I think a core part of what business planning does, 
So when you're starting a business, there's tough questions to answer that you may not even want to ask yourself. Like, can I make enough money to support myself with this business? So a business plan kind of forces you to ask yourself that question and work out the math. Right. So we, we you will have people that have started businesses without kind of realizing it. Is yeah. that kind of true? So I, f- I picture like an electrician who's sort of doing electrical work for people on the side and then realizing, oh, I could do this for myself. And he's already start or they have already started their business. Mm-hmm. And now they're coming to you to try to make it official. Yes. Or even maybe ask what if they need like funding or grants? Would they come to you for that as well? Yeah. Okay. So that happens. Um, we're seeing it more and more as I think in this economy, people are looking for ways to earn additional income. Yeah. Well, also not giving up the security of their full-time yeah. job. So we are seeing this. It's a trend. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it a side hustle or a side gig. Yeah. And it's very different. So, and we'll use that example as a as an electrician. So okay. when you're employed by someone as an electrician, the owner of that company is likely out doing estimates. They're going to the customers and they're trying to, to book these jobs. When you become self-employed as an electrician, you are not only doing the work, but you also have to be putting the time out to go in and quote people, which is something that you don't earn money to do. You could go out and do 10 quotes and not book them, right? So you're not always generating that income. So it's very different. So we work with people to kind of understand the different, you know, sides of the table between being employed and being self-employed. But it's absolutely feasible. There's a lot of people doing it. And maybe this is a good time to really start talking about what some of our programs are. Yeah. Okay. So the first program that I'd, I'd like to talk about is Starter Company Plus. Right. And that's really designed to take people from that idea phase to starting a business or expanding a business. And I kind of describe this program in three parts. So first of all, we have a completely free training program that we offer you. It's uh, eight sessions that are really designed to kind of target every aspect of running a business. Uh, So we have one session per week and we try to keep them very flexible. So the time is is about 10 p.m. till noon uh, once a week. And it's all done virtual because if you think about the size of Bruce County, I can't really... Tell them to meet in one spot. No, it, that's very <laughs> difficult. And yeah. we're so fortunate to have this ability now to do things virtually. Mm-hmm. So once you take the the training, the next step of the program is that you develop a business plan. And you can do that on your own. The training kind of follows different portions of your business plan week by week. So you're always kind of learning about what that topic is. Right. And I work with people to develop those strong applications. So once you've completed your training and the business plan, you then become eligible to apply for the Starter Company Plus grant, which is $5,000. And that can be used uh, towards any of your startup or expansion costs. Okay. What kind of businesses do you see sign up for those? Uh, Do you see a lot of side hustles or people that want to turn their side hustle into full-time? Or do you see, like, is there like a trend of, not even trend, I'm thinking, uh, do you see lots of restaurants? It's very diverse. I'll talk a little bit about the eligibility requirements for that program. So that program is intended to support people that are doing a business full time. They have to demonstrate that they can put at a minimum 35 hours per week into that business. So it tends to support businesses that are full time without people being employed on the side. Mm -hmm. But we see like a really diverse range of things. Okay. 
I think in the last session we had a chiropractor, oh. we had a barber. Oh, cool. We had someone who does like online teaching. Okay. And offers additional supports for kids that need extra help in school. Right. We're currently just wrapping up an intake of that program. Okay. So to give you a little bit of understanding about the popularity of that program, um, back in September when the program started, I had 50 applicants mm -hmm. and we had 13 people do a final submission of their business plan. And uh, were the 50 doing all the classes or they kind of dropped out as it went? I think that happens over the course of the program. It is very time consuming. Right. Um, but it's really, it kind of, like I went back to that business planning, it really forces people to answer or ask themselves and answer those difficult questions yeah. as they get started. True. And how many grants are there? There's seven grants okay. annually. So as you can see, it's quite competitive. Yeah. Uh, so we work with with individual um, participants to really build a strong application. Okay. And if they aren't one of the people that are successful in obtaining the grant, what they still have behind them is that training. They have a, a solid business plan and have made connections to ourselves and other supports and resources throughout the county. Right. This might be a weird question, but I'm just curious. The business plan is it for finding funding? Like if I'm going to the bank, do they require a business plan to give me funding? Yes. Yeah. So there's a couple of different options for people that are looking to finance a business. So you can certainly go to your bank. Right. Uh, but there's also organizations called Community Future, Community Futures Development Corporation. Okay. So there's two that handle Bruce County. So depending okay. on what community you're in, the contact is different. But what they focus on lending for small business, that's their main goal, that's what they do. Right. So they're willing to accept that risk because lending money for a startup is a risky business, but that's what they're meant to do. And with that funding also comes a lot with a lot of support, okay. which the bank might not necessarily be able to offer you. Yes. I said bank, think honestly, thinking like that's the thing. But then as soon as you start talking, I was like, oh yeah, there's capital ventures as well. Angel investors. True. There's lots more options, but I I wouldn't know that unless I contacted you. Right? Yeah. So then you have that document completed. So you're you're ahead of the game at that point. And I also think the document's helpful if you kind of are struggling. Go back to the document. Remember what you learned and what your goals are. Can I talk? I, I want to mention um, a grant program that we're working with right now. Okay. <clears throat> now, this one's a little different. It's called Summer Company. And it's very much the same. So it's it's all about training support and the ability to start a business. But what's different about this one is that it's for students. Okay. So we're launching that right now. Applications are open. So it's available for students between the ages of 15 and 29. Mm -hmm. And they have to be currently in enrolled in school and returning to school in the fall. Okay. So right now we're accepting applications for that. And how this program works is that the successful students will get $1,500 up front to start their business. Mm -hmm. So as an example, let's say someone is is going to cut lawns for the summer. Yeah. They could use that money to purchase safety gear, a weed whacker, fuel, yeah, all that kind of stuff. And then they're not risking their own money. Right. Right. We invest in them. Okay. To help them get started. And then throughout the summer, they have an opportunity to participate in training with a network of other youth entrepreneurs from across the region. Okay in addition to the support that they receive from us. So I work with those students all summer as they build their business. So I work with them through their successes and yeah. their challenges. Okay. And if they complete the program at the end of the summer, 
they get an additional $1,500 as a bonus to themselves. Oh, wow. So they can save that. Yeah. They can spend it on school clothes, whatever they they want. They have to be going back to school. It could be high school or college or university. That's right. That's very cool. And how many grants are there that are? Uh, We get four per year for that one. All of our grants are funded through the province of Ontario. Okay. My nephew is turning 17 in two months and I ask him like, what are you going to do when you grow up? And he doesn't have any idea. And I'm like, okay, well, let's figure out what business you're starting. Like that's like where my head is. I wouldn't have said that last year, (laughs) but this year I'm like, well, let's figure out what business you're going to start. Like he loves hockey, loves lacrosse. I'm like, okay, what about coaching, like private coaching? And I, we discussed this earlier, but when you discuss the summer company, I'm like, okay, let's get him started for the summer. When is the deadline due for that? The deadline isn't officially until May, but I ask that people start their applications by April 1st. Okay. What they have to do, and I can link to all of these, yeah, like, these websites, of course, but what they do is they start an initial application. So they submit some of their contact information online, just some basic information mm-hmm. about what their business idea is. And from there, that triggers me to get an email can, and gives me consent to connect with them. Okay. So I will call them within one business day and start working on developing an application with them, which is finalized by the submission of a business plan. What kind of businesses or ideas do you see with that? I'm going to go back to last year because it's the freshest in my mind, but we supported a videographer. Okay, cool. Two individuals that were doing pressure washing. Okay. One who was doing auto detailing. Okay. And the other who was doing dog walking. Okay, cool. Yeah, dog walking is a great idea. I was thinking I have, if when I'm not doing podcasts in the morning, I should be offering my services walking people's dogs because I'm walking by myself. Yeah. Why not? (laughs) And a big part of what he used his grip for, just going back to that dog walking, it had been something that he had been doing as a hobby. Okay. Yeah. um, For many years. And I think there are a lot of students that are doing things for a hobby. Yeah. Um, This program helps them turn it into a more viable business. So what that individual used his grant money for was to purchase an online booking system. That's awesome. Right. So he wasn't, you know, getting emails and phone calls and try to schedule everything. He was able to book it online. Yeah. Which um, made it easier and more convenient for the user and increased his revenue. Yeah. And yeah, he can spend more time dog walking than sitting at a computer booking. Yeah. Things. Um, and then you mentioned pressure washing us, which is as well, which before you said that, I was like, I'm going to s- tell my nephew he should start a pressure washing business. I think he should start a dirty jobs business. I always think nobody wants to do the dirty jobs. And if you are an able-bodied 17-year-old boy, why not make money doing that instead of working for somebody else all summer? Yeah. And I yeah. think that's a fair, you know, that's a f- Fair thing to mention, because when you are working for someone else, you tend to have guaranteed hours. Um, You might uh, you kind of have that security. And I think a lot of students are in a position where they need to earn money in the summer to return to school. Yes. What this does is it it tries to alleviate some of that risk in starting a business uh, with the the startup grant and the bonus at the end. Mm -hmm. But I want to make clear that students are still able to work at a job as long as it's no more than 12 hours per week. Oh, okay. So there is a, okay. So with the starter company, is is it a, one of those 35 hour week um, minimums as well? Um, yeah. 35 oh. hours per week that we ask that they, they contribute to the business, but that can be anything. So that doesn't necessarily have to be time working at like what dog do. walking. That's right. Invoicing. We factor in, you know, answering emails, 
researching your business, purchase, purchasing supplies, mm-hmm. attending the training, all of those are considered within that that 35 hours per week. So if you know anyone, if you're an entrepreneur and you have, you know, family members or the children of friends, what it really takes sometimes is um, I'll say like a, a grown up or a parent to light that spark, mm-hmm. right? And let let their their children or their relatives know that this is a very viable opportunity for the summer. Yeah, absolutely. That's my first text after we're done. We'll go, go to my nephew. How many applications do you see for that? I think last year we had 10 overall. Okay, from all of Bruce County. Yeah. Yeah. That's really exciting. Are you ready to live kindly, confidently, and ridiculously happy? Me too. I'm Sophia Lemon, and I host Ridiculously Happy People Cast. Once a week, I sit down with an awesome person I want to learn from, and we talk about how in the heck to balance life. Throw on your sweats and prepare to laugh, cry, and even cringe as we talk about all the bullshit that comes along with living ridiculously happy. Subscribe to Ridiculously Happy People Cast, and that's PPL Cast, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts, and get your shit together with us. What if you are a 35-year-old woman who wants to start a business? Are there programs out for them? I would say the lead program for that would be Starter Company Plus. Okay. Now, nothing's finalized yet, but I actually am working on developing a new program meant to specifically support people that are doing side hustles. Okay. So that's coming. I can't really talk about it yet. No, that's okay. uh, Because I don't have the details, but that's definitely a goal of mine this year. Because, yeah, we did mention that earlier that... We, like you said, you see a trend now that people are getting supplemental income coming in. And I think that some might want to do that and struggle because they don't know what the support is and if they have, there's probably questions they just don't have the answers to. Yeah. And so you're saying even if you are wanting to start a side hustle, buy your uh, full-time job, give you a call. Yeah. I try to make myself really available as well. So um, if you call or you inquire with me, my goal is that by the next day, we're able to have a conversation. Okay. Another program that we're just getting ready to launch, um, and this is a well-known program throughout Bruce County, is called Spruce the Bruce. Oh, yes. I've heard of that one. Yeah. So that's really meant to support businesses to invest in their in their community through things like um, facade improvements, putting up new signage, developing uh, marketing campaigns with other businesses, like right. in partnership with other businesses. Um, so there's uh, a number of different grants that go along with Spruce the Bruce. And I, of course, I can link to that. But okay. just as an example, so if you were a business and you were looking to do a makeover of the facade of your business. So we're talking things like painting the building, maybe getting new windows or lighting. Right. That program specifically can support. It's like a matching program. Okay. So it will match the costs of that improvement at 50% up to $4,000. Okay. Great. Yeah. So if a if a business is able to invest 4,000 in making over the front of their building, yeah. we can match that funding. So that's just an example of some of the funding possibilities that come along with Spruce the Bruce and that is opening this month in February. Okay. And if you're starting a new business, there's cost after cost after cost. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you if you want to put up a sign, which is a very, very important part of starting a new business yeah. is having that signage. Yeah. We're there to be able to potentially match your investment in it. And are those for new businesses or are those for all Bruce County businesses? It's for Bruce County businesses. Now there are some um, eligibility requirements based on 
where your business is located. Okay. And again, it's kind of different throughout each municipality, mm-hmm. but we have a dedicated staff member that runs that program. So like with me, it's just a phone call away to to book that time to kind of speak about yeah. the program in more detail. I feel like that one, I hear about it every year. Excited to see who, what companies are going to be spruced up that year. Oh, I had a question about networking and collaboration because I see a lot of online programs come up and that say like they're always virtual. I think one of them's coming up that's like learning how to do online marketing or Canva. And that's through, is that through the Business Enterprise Center as well? Yeah. Yeah. So we have our own Eventbrite page. Right. So aside from our grant programs, we are also offering ongoing free training. Right. So we aim to actually have, you know, a free training session almost every week, depending on what time of the year it is. Um, but we've got some that are upcoming. Okay. I'm just going to pull up my list here. So we've got a series that's really dedicated to teaching businesses about how to automate and use technology to mm-hmm. increase their productivity. Okay. So these sessions are fairly short. Um, so they're about an hour. They're always done online. So it's very accessible for people. And if you can attend at the exact time it's happening, like if you can't watch the presentation live, even just by registering, you get an email and a recording oh, okay. of that session. So you can watch it on your own time. Um, but there's some other really exciting ones coming up that have been very popular. We have a lot of people registered. Things like marketing with with AI. So yes. AI is a hot topic. Um, you can absolutely be using artificial intelligence to help you with your marketing. Another really popular one that we have right now is Canva for beginners. So if you don't know what Canva is, it's like it, it's amazing tool for small businesses. Mm-hmm. So you can either pay and no offense to graphic designers, graphic designers who do it professionally have a place in our oh, economy absolutely. for sure. But it, for example, if you're looking to make images to create content for your Facebook page, Canva can can help you do that. Yeah. It's it's a really cool tool. Uh, Canva is one of my favorite tools. Yes. Um, I'm I think everybody that has a small business should own Canva. I invest in Canva. Like I have a pro plan because I yes. love it so much. <laughs> yes, we all agree Canva is great. Yeah. So why not come at least just, you know, if you're not familiar with it, come, you know, to one of our training sessions. We have one coming up for Canva for beginners. Um, and some additional things like how to create a business profile on Google. Yeah. Okay. So even if you don't have a splashy website or you don't have a huge web presence, it's really important that if someone Googles your business, yeah. that they're at least able to find your Google listing. Yeah. I think people kind of underestimate how important Google is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I, I think if I Googled right now, like electricians in Port Elgin, I'd only get a couple qu- answers, but I know there's like several out there yes so so and that's a free program you said yeah all of our training's free and and if you're working at 12 to 10 to 12 when it's going to be on it's just a recording that you can watch yep. later you can get the recording that. just by registering and then you can watch it at your own time i love that yeah and very helpful ones that because i always think sometimes that people are like oh i don't want to ask that it's a dumb question but the, the reason why we're putting these out here is because everybody's asking yeah guaranteed if you have the question Someone else in the group also has that question, yeah, yeah. but they're afraid to ask it. So as an entrepreneur, just just raise your hand or virtually raise your yeah, hand yeah, and yeah. ask the question. Or you can always follow up with any of our staff okay. to ask specific questions as well. Because we can also likely ask the trainer or we may have that answer ourselves. Um, so please always, always reach out. But that training is ongoing uh, pretty much all year. Okay, cool. We do actually have another networking opportunity okay. coming up. 
Uh, so each year we have two signature events that we host. Um, right. In the fall, we have Bridges to Better Business, which is a networking and learning event for okay. people that are that are entrepreneurs in the region. We have another one coming up uh, March 7th in celebration of International Women's Day. Right. So every March we have an International Women's Day um, event. Okay. And it's all about networking and learning. This year it's being held in Chesley. And what's different about this event um, and why we really love to support it is that we put this event on in partnership with the Women's House Serving Grey Bruce. Okay. So all proceeds from this networking event, which includes a keynote speaker, there's hearty appetizers and lots of lots of time to like connect with people that are at your table. We partner with the Women's House. All of the proceeds from t- ticket sales go to the Women's House in support of their programming. I love that. And who's the keynote speaker this year? The keynote speaker is Sarah Bladeo. And the topic this year is how to use technology to drive your revenue for your small business. We actually did a survey of business owners who frequently participate in our training. And we've seen a trend that business owners are looking for more ways to learn about these new technologies that are available to them. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a technology business, but I love chat GPT and and then someone will say like there's an AI better and I'm like okay I need to know everything I can about this yeah we have a session coming up on that that as well chat GPT so there's definitely a right and a wrong way to use it Mm -hmm. I know I use it but it took me some time to learn how to use it how to use it appropriately Um, but I think it's definitely a a benefit to a business to at least sit in and and learn about you know what is this about oh yeah sometimes people send me stuff because I'm in marketing and I'm like that was clearly copied and pasted from ChatGPT. Like, let's try and put our own little voice on it. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, if that's true, I, I can <laughs> I can see a, a business plan that has been written by ChatGPT. Yeah. Which I think it's valid. It's a useful tool. But also your business plan is, is not a tool to get funding or to get the grant. It's really for you. It's a personalized. Yeah. Plan. So you have to understand the plan. I think so too. And I think that you have to add your personal touches or yeah. it's like ChatGPT's plan. Yeah. And you're like, why did I put that in there? Well, because you didn't proofread and make it a personalized plan. Yeah. I I think ChatGPT is really good for like the bones. And then you put your own spin on it or you put your own personal in there. Have we missed any grants or programs that, you, that we offer? We talked about the Starter Plus. We talked about the summer company. We talked about Spruce to Bruce. Is there a digital grant program? There's a few. And I don't have the names right off the top of my head because they're not our programs. Okay. But again, by connecting with us, like I said, I try to sort through that information. So if you go online and you start Googling business grants, yeah, you're going to get a lot of different pages, a lot of different links. Um, so I can work with you to identify what your needs are and try to find those specific resources that will help your business. Perfect. Awesome. Um, So then I want to ask, like, do you have any success stories? Success can mean different things to different people. Feel like anyone that that actually takes the steps is success, success, right? So if you're if you're getting into a business because you want to earn some additional money to maybe take a vacation sometime Mm -hmm. or help out with groceries, then that's that's a success to somebody. (laughs) I can see and we can cut this up. I can see success being to some companies being like, I'm making 500,000 a year. That wouldn't be success. I mean, that's a great success, but that's not like why I want to start my own business. My success would be picking up my kids from school, taking them to school, being able to take them to hockey practice and 
not being that like honestly that is the success for me is that right. I get to spend more time with my children yeah. than I was when I was working and success can be different things to different people mm-hmm. so if you're thinking about starting a business and you think well you know I have to have a physical location or this has to be full-time and I have to be making a lot of money doing this it doesn't have to be that it can be as big or as small as you need it to be right I did work with a client this summer that had a really good story so she had been operating um, a business for a number of years in another city far, far away from here. Okay. And she was here vacationing this summer and just kind of fell in love with the area. So I got a call saying, like, I'm thinking I'm just going to pick up my business and move to Bruce County. I love that. Um, so initially she had some trouble finding a location. Mm-hmm. We don't have tons of availability for for locations here, but she was able to secure one just through some networking with myself and some other entrepreneurs that that I know. Uh, she was able to secure a location and she has officially moved here. So that was kind of a, a success story I had this summer. I love that. Yeah, I love that because I, w- I follow like a lot of mindset coaches to just to get like my mindset into this entrepreneurship um, role. But um, their success is like going to Costa Rica, you know, like they like or being able to live in the Bahamas. And I love that her success is like I get to move to Bruce County. Yeah. And, you know, I we this is a small town. It is still a very rural area. There's so much going on. There's a lot of growth in the region happening, Mm -hmm. um, which really stimulates the economy in a lot of ways. But one thing this is something I heard from another business owner that I work with is that they were operating a business in the city of Toronto prior to coming here. And they would say, you know, when I reach out to our municipality for services, they're there. But I don't have a personal connection with with anyone. Since moving to a small town, they now know who those people are. Right. So they're able to put a face to a name. They had mentioned they get calls back right away mm-hmm. from our team. Information is easily accessible. And they feel more like a person, like they're getting that personal service. And I think that is very much still a small town yeah. benefit. That's also going to be my one of my questions is, what are the advantages to opening a business in a small town versus a big city? Because that's true. There might be more people doing that job in the city, but there's also way more applicants or yes. way more businesses they have to work with. Yeah, you might have a lot of um, competition in the city. And competition is everywhere. I think one of the key things to know is that we are here, we are rural, but that doesn't mean that you can't still start up your business. What if you're doing an online business? Mm-hmm. I work with a business who says, my clients are not here. Oh, yeah. My clients are in the States. But she's still able to operate her business from pretty much anywhere. And she's called Bruce County Home. Like she's not leaving either. Yeah. Um, although there is a lot of growth happening in the region, it's still a very quiet place. And take a look around at like our natural surroundings here. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce County is a great lifestyle place. Oh, yeah. You're still accessible to the city. It's not that far away for a quick drive, but we have that quieter kind of lifestyle here. And I think that's why I really like it, why I'm I'm not leaving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I came home because I feel like I was in the city. I'm the type of person that, and I grew up in Lionshead, so even smaller. But yeah, so when you went to the grocery store, it was like a outing. You're like, oh, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. How's it going? And then I'd go to the grocery store in Guelph and I'd be like, I literally don't know anybody. Like, what a boring trip to the grocery store that was. <laughs> yeah. And I think with cities, um, I can remember living in an apartment building when I was living in the city and thinking there's hundreds of other people that are living in very close proxim- proximity to me, but I don't know anyone. I don't know their names. I don't know anything about them. Um, 
And I think small towns tend to kind of have more of a community sense. You know who your neighbors are. This summer I was off on vacation. So I was downtown King Carden having a coffee, just walking around. And it was early in the morning and I saw business owners opening up their stores at the same time. And they had all kind of hopped out of their stores and they were just on the sidewalk talking to each other about business. Yeah. And I think that sort of community happens in our in our small towns. Absolutely. I've only been in like the um, entrepreneurship community for a few months now, but it is it's so crazy how much people want to help you. Yeah. And I, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but when they say like, uh, what do they say? It's collaboration, not competition. Right. And I, you don't know that until you're in the community. But it's so true. Everyone wants to see you do well. Like everyone's struggling with the same things. They So if, if they have the answer, they share that with you rather than yeah. be like, I'm not telling them. And, you know, it's you just I don't ex- I haven't experienced that once here. And that's one of my goals to focus on this year as well is to start finding ways to bring together more of a community. So another service that we offer is um, mentorship services. So I work to connect people Um in mentorship relationships. Mm -hmm. But where that becomes challenging is that, you know, we have a pool of mentors, but that doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to connect. And I think having that genuine connection um, with a mentor is really important for that mentorship relationship. So I'm trying to look at it as more, how do we build a community of like-minded people that can help each other? Right. Yeah. I think when you think of a mentor, you think of someone who's older, who's much more experienced, but your mentor can be your neighbor. It could be one of your friends who's also operating a business. And how do we bring those people together? Does that cost money or is that a Ontario government thing as well? No, it's all free. Oh, I need that. I went to a women's uh, meeting this week. And uh, how can I grow myself? And one was like, get yourself a mentor. And it's always been in my, the back of my mind, but I honestly didn't know where to go from that. So that's that's exciting. Yeah, I think if any of your audiences interested in in thinking about how they can give back more to their business community, I would encourage people to get in touch with me because I am seeking those people who are community minded and would like to help people that are are just starting out. I love that. Uh, I will. I'll make sure we highlight that. <laughs> OK, you and I will make that a goal for yeah. this year that we're going to yeah, start yeah. networking more and, and building those connections. Yeah, because interestingly enough, I thought that asking people to be on the podcast would be met with more like friction like be like oh I don't know if I can do that but everybody I've asked is like yes how can I tell my story how can I inspire others so then if that's like that's the community so yeah if if that's what you're into and you're also looking for a next step would be mentorship I love that and you don't have to be a a 60 year old no he's been in the in his business for 40 years that's right it's just someone that wants to inspire others and help them grow. Yeah. Yeah. Or share their own personal experiences. Like when you start a business, there's a lot of success to be had, but there's also a lot of failure and yeah. and hurdles and things to overcome. So if you can reach out to someone, if you have someone to talk to about those things, um, that's that's a benefit because also being an entrepreneur can be kind of lonely, right? If you're just working in your business, you're the sole employee. Yeah. Um, you may not have that network around you. So the difference is when I go into my office, I have a whole team of people that I work with 
that we support each other. We we talk and we bounce ideas off of each other. The bouncing ideas. Off. Yes. Yeah. Just someone else to be like, you know, what do you think about this? Or can we do this? When you're an entrepreneur, you may not have that support around you. Yeah. And I, I honestly do believe that when I ask somebody if they want to be on the podcast and they are, they're so, yes, absolutely. It's because that's what they want to do, right? They want to help inspire others. So that's like the perfect, this is the perfect. We'll definitely, we'll, we'll grow lots of communities now. Yeah. My brain's just going a mile a minute. Um, I always ask, do you have like a inspiring advice for, I say, I call it a small business hack, but I'm going to change that. I'm going to start saying, do you have inspiring advice for a small business owner or someone who wants to be a small business owner? I don't know if this is a good analogy, but this is how I would explain it. Yeah. So I think when you have a business idea, you start forming a, you know, this task list of all the things that you need to do. And I liken it to when, you know, when your house is just like overwhelmingly messy and you can get <laughs> paralyzed in that, where do I start? Yes. Yeah. But really it's about taking one small step. So if that small step is, first of all, just calling us okay right that could be the smallest step you take towards what that next thing is maybe it's registering your business name maybe it's uh starting to do some market research to help validate your idea you don't have to accomplish everything at once and it can be as as big or as small as you want it to be to get started but just take that first step yeah i always say start before you're ready because you're right the list can get overwhelming and so you'd be like I can't start until everything's crossed off my list. But then I just think that mentality of like, well, you, you'll just keep adding to the list. So start. Just start before you're ready. Call you guys. Mm-hmm. It's also like now that I've put it out there, I might not have told everybody else, but now that I've called Janelle, I've put it out into the universe. I have to keep going. Yeah. Don't want to let Janelle down. I always, okay, so another thing I like to ask is about outsourcing. And I don't know if you can touch base on this, but I also think that sometimes small business owners are like, I'd like to start a job, but I can't do it all. So where, I don't know if my question is like, what should they outsource first? I don't think I want to ask that, but do you put people in touch with things that they can outsource, like invoicing or we discussed marketing? Um, What else could people? One thing I hear a lot is bookkeeping. Yeah. Okay. So when you're working in your business, bookkeeping may not be your skill. Okay. So We'll go back to the the electrician as an example. When you're an electrician, there's certain activities that you can do where you're going to be earning revenue, and that's out doing electrician work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're coming home at night to do your books and you're spending a substantial amount of time on it, you're not earning revenue doing that. Doing that. So while you know, especially when you're starting up, there's a lot of costs. Um, If you're in the position that you can hire out, say a bookkeeper, then a professional is taking care of that for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can you can start and you can try to learn everything and do everything, but is that, is that benefiting you and your business? Right. And I also, do you see, do you get a lot of virtual assistants? I don't. Okay. I know they're out there. I do know one, one business that has hired one to work. I think it's something like five hours per week. Right. So it's not a huge commitment, um, but there are people that are, are, hiring virtual assistants and they are out there okay yeah someone to handle the emails and the phone calls and the schedule that's a skill that people have that you know maybe you don't have it but there's someone out there that has that skill and can do it in less time than you so if you're able absolutely outsource right i know yeah i think that's why i think that's why i always bring it up because i'm like 
I think there's business owners out there that are like, yeah. I would love to be a business owner, but there's things I can't do. Yeah. Or maybe they're not in a position to hire someone, no, exactly. an assistant, say, to do these things. Um, virtual assistants are less commitment and, and can work, you know, flexible hours. So yeah. pursue it. It doesn't hurt to look around and ask. I know. Yeah, that's what I think. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you. So, um, Janelle, how do we find you? And we're going to link all this, but what specifically should we do to find our your services, upcoming events, and get in contact with you? I think two good places to start would, um, first of all, be our Business to Bruce website. Okay. So from there, that will link to um, information about how to book a consultation with me. And uh, we do that all online. So I just have an online booking link mm -hmm. and you can select 15, 30, or an hour long consultation. Oh, okay. um, but those first consultations tend to be, you know, 15 minutes. Yeah. You can do that through our website. The other, um, I would suggest that you follow our Bruce County economic development page because that's likely where we're, we're kicking out information right. Um, as soon as we have it and and we're always posting about our events, our training and upcoming programs. Okay, perfect. And we'll put that, all that link in the show notes. And thank you, Jenna. No, thank you for having me.